was packed on TV. Oh shit, looks like John Wick, Bill and Ted, just Ted, Neo from the Matrix, who's that? Keanu Reeves. Hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 5, Episode 8, The Replacements. I'm Denali, the football, from California Private State University of Utah Technical. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan, uh, and I really wish uh, my name was Shane Falco, because that's a really good name. That's your name? That's my nickname, yeah. I really wish yeah, okay. it was Shane Falco. Jace Barley, Blue Baller State University, Big Blue Balls! <laughs> <laughs> like, hope I didn't wake anybody up in my house with that. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right because we're recording in the morning we're recording in the morning um this is a, a unique recording time for us because uh for for the people listening you know this, this is recorded four weeks ahead of time today is ironically super bowl sunday it is uh february 13th 2022 Up and it won't be when lord. this airs the day of our lord thank you um and uh today's a super bowl we have it hasn't happened yet this is the morning of uh, we had to fit in an early, uh, an early recording. It's gonna be, it's gonna be between the Rams and the Bengals, and I thought maybe it might be a good time to maybe take some predictions, maybe of of how how things are gonna go. I think we're at Ooh, a unique. I got it. Yeah, Ooh. giant meteor impact. Okay, <gasps> meteor impact. I think that's, your hot, that's hot take. Okay. Stadium was built on top of at least one set of dinosaur bones as you approach the center of the Earth. So dinosaur. Yeah comes up I in the middle uh, of the field. Unironically, oh. I don't know how far it is from the La Brea Tar Pits. Um, yeah, it's not, uh, I think it's like probably 40 miles. Oh, like, okay. it's probably, you know, but they could they could walk. They could walk to the stadium, like the dinosaurs. Is that where it's um, just like hot enough in LA that yeah. the pavement melts <laughs> tires on cars? <laughs> and exposes the dinosaurs they underneath. They call that the Tar Pits. <laughs> yeah, they just, it was the area they paved over. Uh, I have a, I have a couple hot takes, like, you know, I've got a category one take. This is like the lowest take. And uh, in my, my category one is the Rams are going to win, but it's going to be all field goals. It's going to be uh, like six field goals. Wow. Oh. Right. Not not bad. And I do have another uh, category one take because, you know, the, the halftime, it's going to be Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick. I think they're going to play at least two tracks from Dr. Dre's 2001. And it's going to be next episode in Dr. and Forgot About Dre. That is a huge ensemble. It's huge. It's of, stacked. Oh, is there a reason? I think I think Ryan, you might be able to comment on this too. Like this isn't this the first all hip hop halftime they've done? Yeah, like, I think it's this, the first one where hip hop is like it's a the big main deal. show. Like they've had they've had other people, you know, like oh, it's Maroon Five, and then they let Beyonce yeah. like do a trick. So God, you know, like all the <laughs> people are like, don't get that angry. Uh, yeah, they're like, oh, we brought Coldplay and Bruno Mars, and it's yeah. it's yeah. Is it normally two? It was one for a long time, and then they started kind of doing a bunch of okay. ensembles, right? Like, yeah, because it was kind of a big thing. Like Lady Gaga was pretty much just one, right? Though. Yeah, she was. She was the one. That was a great. That was yeah, a great show. Good. I love the Lady Gaga one. There's, you know, the famous Prince one. Uh, I saw Paul McCartney. Michael that was Jackson, a great one yeah. too. Did Michael? J- oh yeah, that was a. Yep, that's that's a sick one. Um, I have another hot take. I have category two take. Okay, we're gonna see the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. I think. I think seven, seventy yards. In that Super would, Bowl that history, would also you, be the longest field goal in, in NFL, NFL history. history. 
well, I'm still not so wrong. My, that might be a category. I don't know. Is, he, are, is the higher the category, the... Uh... Yeah. I, I think I'm going hurricane rules. Okay. Not DEFCON. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any do you guys have any category two takes? My category two take is that I think that uh, you don't understand football at all if you think that Cooper Cup isn't going to score for the Rams in this game, and it's just going to be field goals. Yeah. Also, if you think that just a 70-yard field goal is going to get Oh, I don't care. That'd be crazy. I mean, we've seen that it's possible from the movie we just watched. There is... I think there is a, f- a rule in football. It's like an old rule when it was invented in the 1700s that if you do a 100-yard field goal, it's auto-win. It's kind of like oh, catching wow. the golden snitch. It's kind of just like auto-win to save time. Because like, they didn't have technology back then. It's hard to kind of like stay out there and watch the game the whole time. Um, There's actually take. a golden snitch in NFL football. There's nobody it's can just catch so high. It. Nobody can <laughs> so, <laughs> get up there. Yeah, it's in the air. <laughs> it's it's kind of useless to the game but once they invent flight for football i think it's gonna come into play um i don't know why they release it every time uh cat three uh, tom brady's gonna try to sneak a touchdown in um and he's gonna wear a Bengals helmet and jersey and he's gonna get caught before he scores a point <laughs> holy shit he won another super bowl with That's another doing team it the whole time he's the greatest man of all time <laughs> tom brady get out of here tom brady oh he's already got the ring anyone have cat three takes you know, Cat. I uh, I'm not a big footballer, so I don't. Uh... Yeah, just you know, a crazy take. Just like if we, if we're right, it's gonna be on camera. Like, oh, okay. We have a recording of the of the. Prediction. How about this? Okay. Within the next few hours, the football teams are gonna strike. Okay. For oh more yeah. Money. And then the Rams are going to cross the picket line, but the Bengals aren't. So they have to get like oh. unemployed players. To make what? like this, yeah, to make like co- old college players and stuff to make like a rag, like ragtag team, and then no. the star quarterback Keanu Reeves, that unknown, that guy has a cannon and he's just chilling in Hollywood and they phone him up and he's like on a boat jump and uh, yeah and he shows up and they win the whole thing. That's stupid. That's stupid. You know, it would actually that would never be happen. more. It would be either a more plausible or much easier with the density of football teams in California to be like, I know you have a contract, but we need you to come play in the Super Bowl, and you could you could field a very good, you could probably field a team that would beat the shit out of the Rams. Yeah, Hmm. I um, I wonder if there's a future where football will fall out of favor, kind of like you know, this this is happening, right? And and I think we're. What? Slightly represented, Ryan. You don't follow football. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with the like the diversity of sports now. It's like at least up until the last year or so, basketball was on a very high rise. Football has always been by far the most popular. You know, four or five times as popular. But the athletes right now are tending to go more towards sports where like individuals shine more. So, I mean, there's 55 guys on a football team. You know, and uh, are you saying that athletes are changing sport or that football as a whole in the United States of America? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying from popular. a statistical analysis, like, in the, yeah, but, but pre COVID, at least in the last the few years before COVID, the trajectories was that football wasn't getting more popular as quickly as the less popular right. sports were getting more and more popular. And my uh my prediction with that is if we ever get to a future where maybe football's struggling for ratings and struggling to get ad revenue, is that they'll start introducing drama and plot lines. Mm. So maybe they actually would get Keanu. That's essentially you know, what the NBA is doing. Is are they are they recruiting sixty five year old oh, movie stars? NBA to be drama the is 
NBA drama is crazy, Super especially since right yesterday. Now, That's it's gone crazy in the last twenty four hours. Let me try and summarize like WWE? It for you quickly, Denali. Okay, there yeah, is please. a player on one team who is an anti vaxxer. Okay, on his team is one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. I would and say two he, of the best. Two of the best players. One of the best players was like, "I'm tired of being around this anti vax bullshit. Get me out of here. I want to trade now." He gets traded. Oh. For to another team for a guy that has refused to play all season because his team and all the fans of the team think he's washed because he can't shoot a three pointer and he can't drive it in to can't drive it into the hoop and he's everybody like, makes fun of him. Yeah. He's like he's like I'm not gonna play. He at the beginning of the season he tried to say that uh, he couldn't play because it was a mental health issue and they shut yeah. that shit down. They were like, no, you can fuck yourself. Which, you know, maybe he has the yips, maybe doesn't. People were being rude to him. And he's like, I won't play here. You have to trade me. So they traded teams. And then there was some drama about the all-star team, I think. (laughs) And then ending up being back on the same team in the all-star team. It's crazy. It's... That's actually a really good summary, Jace. But yeah, like, the the NBA drama... That was hard to follow. (laughs) The NBA drama, like, destroys NFL drama. Because their faces are a lot more literally exposed. Like, NFL... um, that's one thing too is like it's less star driven because people aren't you know so used to just seeing the players. They should take the helmets off. Like they should um they should make them without without the helmets and a magnifying glass instead. Or just glass. Glass. Yeah, board. just glass, and then you could see their faces, and I think that would help the ratings. Wait, I wanna. Uh, anyways, I have a cat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. What's your? Yeah. Oh, I, I have a cat four take. I may an alien's gonna explode out of Eminem's chest during the halftime, and everyone's gonna think it's part of the show. Wow, that's my category four take. Wait, I can't is there wait a cat to do category five, take? five takes. <laughs> I do have a cat five take. Um, cat four take. But you heard it here first. It's yeah. the same thing, but with Mary J. Blige. It's the <laughs> cat four take. Is it's the first time we're gonna see full dong during a halftime Super Bowl show? Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that? Wow. Wait, is that what? a thing that's gonna be predicted? Is it multiple people? Jace, this? are you not making a, like a reference <laughs> joke? I'm not making a reference. Is Eminem gonna show his this dick? Stupid article that was like Dr. Dre confirmed that Eminem yeah. will not take his penis out on TV today. <laughs> Wait, I did see. <laughs> he confirmed. Yeah. That makes it more suspicious. Okay, I heard it here. We are in currently. As of, as of today, a penisless Eminem. Yeah, this is being recorded okay. before the Super Bowl. Let's make that clear. Before the Super Bowl, you want so me to go like here first. get a clock? I'll hold up my phone yeah. screen. Hold up the phone. Hold up today's paper to this yeah. to this screen. Yeah, nice nice background. Um, I do have a cat five take. I don't want to belabor this. The venue is going to forget the letter T in football for all their merchant signs and causing an entire generation to call it foobal from now on. That's my my. Cat oh, five. nice. Like <laughs> that's like thirty percent of the South. Already again, football. Football. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be Denali, legally changed football. Yeah. In Bojack, the D gets stolen off the Hollywood sign, so literally the entire world Hollywood. just starts referring to Hollywood, Hollywood. as Hollywood. <laughs> it's, like, like they like just overnight, no questions asked. Everybody's like, the, the D's crossed out on all the merchandise. Yeah. Well, that happened at our high school, didn't it? Um, Colon. Someone. Colon. <laughs> Yeah, Colony High School had the Y stolen for like six years. It was gone for a really long time, and it was colon for like the entire time we were there, pretty much. Um, Which is pretty good. I'm amazed, I did too, hear, because yeah, not that hard to get a replacement or make one out of sheet metal and paint it white. 
I don't think they fund any money towards schools. In <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know that firsthand. I don't even necessarily mean funding. There was a shop yeah. where kids cut up metal and <laughs> yeah. welded all in day. In the building. You could have, so, with no additional funding, made yes. the why. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I heard a rumor, and, you know, statue of limitations, right? Uh, I heard a rumor that it was it was some of the shop kids that actually took the Y down. They uh, they welded it off or cut it off or whatever you call it, and then they threw it in the bottom of the Wasilla Lake, and it's still there. That's that was the the rumor. We need to go scuba diving. <laughs> we we can get the Y back. Um, anyone have cat five takes? You guys have a hot hot take. Wait, what was your cat five take? Oh, um, the football. I think that I think that's more um, likely than some of your other takes, dude. Well, shit. You wait to hear my cat six. There's no cat six. There is a cat six. Not in There's hurricanes? a cat six now. You haven't seen a hurricane big enough. I think and with climate change, you know? Like yeah, you're right. Saying. I think the it's gotta have something to do with TikTok. And Yeah. All the kids are on that now. Um the fact that the Super Bowl is in LA, super yeah. high population of the most Gen Z of Gen Zers. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm 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 looking through the crystal ball. I don't know what the cat five is, but it's gonna relate oh, yeah. to TikTok in a young age group. Yeah. So you're like you're looking through the force. You know how like they they're like, oh the dark side clouds, the force but you can kind of see images. Yeah. You see images of people like kind of doing like dance challenges. I think somebody's gonna, like gonna a do weird... a dance challenge yeah. for TikTok at the Super Bowl at one of the higher levels and fall off and die. <laughs> that's not a, I don't think that's a cat five at all, dude. That happens all the time. That's gonna cat that's a cat one. That ha- that happened actually this year. Okay, how about to take it to Cat Five? That's gonna happen to like eighty-five people. No, eighty-five hundred <laughs> people. At the same time, oh guys, at the same time, flash mobs are coming back. Okay, and they decided oh, let's do the yeah. first flash mob in five six years, and we're gonna do it at the Super Bowl, and they and all be- fall. That's a lot of dicks they're gonna to pretend pull to be out players. At the same time. This is gonna. This has to be cut if later today that actually happens. Yeah. If a part of the stadium <laughs> collapses in a horrible if this disaster, this comes yeah. true. That yeah, that absolutely has to be cut. I hope. I hope nothing happens. Jesus. Could I, they uh, prosecute yeah. an entire section uh, at the Super Bowl if they decided to do a quite literal flash mob and everybody yeah. in the section pulls their showed their yeah. genitalia at the same time? <laughs> yeah, they I, absolutely could. Could they? That'd be easy <laughs> AF, dude. If um, all, like, 80,000 people committed a, like, public nudity crime, I don't think there's enough handcuffs in the city. Like, I don't think they could get them all. Well, you don't have to just go around and handcuff people. That's not, that's not the way the criminal justice system works for most people. Yeah, well, I don't know. You heard it here first. Cat 6, uh, the football's going to come in contact with a reverse cork molecule in midair and turn everyone at the stadium into rubber ducks. I just, it's a big swing. Whoa. I want to hear a big swing. Hmm. Could you imagine... It's there is a not only like chance. something that yeah. crazy coming true, but yeah. like someone predicting. Yeah, and it's coming true. And like think I would be fucking no. You get arrested by the FBI arrested or like the CIA yeah. like within three minutes. How would you do the ducks thing? Can you do it to our enemies? <laughs> they put you in a box, dude, and it's yeah. in a stonewalled cell until you told them how you did it. And make you just the make ducks. stuff up at that point, you know. Yeah. When they get to I you, would. when they get really get to you, you'd I'd be you'd like, just tell I them whatever they want to my... know. Yeah. I used all my duck juice on the Super Bowl. Like I can only do like eighty thousand people, and I did it all at once. And that's it. That's all the ducks I got. You I gotta let me crows, go. Crows though, I still have some crow in, in me. There, I could do rubber crows. I there's like six of those left. I I had a phase. <laughs> how um? I just did the ducks in a big one. How close to the water is L.A. Stadium? Inglewood? Is Inglewood? Uh, man, I don't I don't know actually. I, I, think I think it's, it's like it's south 
OAs. Yeah, it's it's all it's all the way in the bottom. It's 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 a it's a drive. I'm gonna look up SoFi Stadium. I mean, it's it's within uh, tidal wave distance. I think. Oh, the fault? You think it's San Andreas? That's I was, probably the best prediction. I think like you know, it's this it's is the first time it's closest to the water on this side on the Pacific. I think maybe Godzilla is a football fan, and maybe he comes out of the water yeah. to watch the Rams potentially shit on the Bengals. And yeah. he gets so excited when he sees a touchdown that he jumps up and down, and boom, the whole fault line. Cascadia fault, San Andreas. Oh, no. Boom. Double fault. Yeah. Godzilla. Yellowstone at that point. It goes so far, it triggers Yellowstone. And then he's, then Godzilla's got to protect us. Yeah. From, from whatever comes out of the, the fault. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mothra. Foot, footballo. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a giant football. A he's literal giant Cincinnati Bengal. Oh, <laughs> a giant tiger is, uh, I guess, that, that's, that's something. Yeah. Well, it's not real, but it, I don't get what you mean by that something. Well, there's, there's like, um, there's like 80 fo- Godzilla movies, and I think they're running out plot lines, so like, I think it's good that we just kind of get one out there. Tiger. Real quick. There's a tiger in the volcano when it comes out. It's a fucking tiger. It's during Super Bowl. It came out. That's the point. It writes itself. Could you imagine? I think a Godzilla-sized monster's football comedy movie would be <laughs> pretty <laughs> the first on par with with this one <laughs> sized football movie so it's about fans like are they like betting and like are they they're in a really it's like fucking funny huge field <laughs> everything's scaled up to their size so it's like godzilla king kong mothra and king Ghidorah. they're like trying to put a draft together like oh this guy he's a good cool new prospect <laughs> oh by the way i demolished a city by accident. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Uh, I do have a Cat 7. It just says uh, Rod Stewart eating a Big Mac. I didn't really. <laughs> World War Three. World War Three. Oh, I mean, that's, that's actually that's pretty, that's a, that's, yeah, that's, that's a Cat 1. That's a Cat 1. Because we're also at a precipice of like another world event right now. Like right now, there's no, there's no war. And I hope there's no war where you guys. Yeah, hopefully we can broadcast this still when, uh, when yeah. it comes time. So I hope. I hope there's there's nothing there, and then the Olympics seem to be going okay. Like there's a bunch of scandals, yeah, but like one everything day hasn't just seems to be. Yet. Oh no! <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so I have another topic because we yeah. we talked about this. This is in the we're recording this in the morning. Yeah. And uh, this morning, actually, I was uh, sitting around eating my breakfast, which was not very long ago, and thinking. What'd you have? Uh, this is the thing. Thinking about oh. the deli dudes, uh, okay. because I was super time heroes. Yes, I was looking down at my plate and at my cinnamon roll, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I eat my cinnamon rolls from the outside, and I kind of go in the spiral shape until I get yeah, because yeah, because I'm a sane person. You're, you're civilized until yeah, I get to the middle, and then I try and leave like a cylinder, like the core, you know. And I was like, this is like a resource, like one of these. Is worth more than an entire cinnamon roll because it takes effort to get it out. Like, a roll core. It's yeah. been, like a yeah, muffin been, top, but this is like pure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like okay. pure. This is like, and I was thinking to myself, this is like, like Iron Man's <laughs> core, like the thing in his heart. And I was like, what okay. if there's a superhero who's that was cinnamon, a cinnamon, <laughs> and he's a cinnamon. He's got a cinnamon roll core, and he's got this thing, yeah. and he puts it into his chest, and this yeah. uh, cinnamon roll like armor like unfurls <laughs> and covers his body and then he can like it sounds like lettuce I don't know. With extra- <laughs> yeah 
Okay. But I love Maybe it. Maybe part yeah. of the... You have to have a reason why he has the... Because Tony Stark has that in his core because it's a magnet that keeps the shrapnel away. Maybe he got stabbed and a cinnamon roll saved him, but they can't surgically remove it or something. Yes. And, There's the and rest of the cinnamon roll. And they could yeah, the only rest get cin- the core out. <laughs> so now when he puts the core so, in, it okay, makes wait, one yeah. cinnamon roll. What if... Um, I'm, I'm not trying to take over your idea. What if... I'm, I'm thinking about the core attracting things. It's constructive. What if he had an insane incident with yeah. the filling for the cinnamon rolls? So there's just one of the cinnamon roll container, pop containers shoved oh, into his he, chest. He's opening... Uh, and it's he's collecting he's op- the cinnamon roll. He's, he's opening one of the containers, one of the rolls, and you have to like bang yeah. it on the counter, and it goes, pop! Yeah. It does that, but it explodes, and it shoots into his chest. That is an incredible injury. <laughs> you ever have one of those things pop so hard that it shoots through your chest? And, and so then you have to get pop- like a... You know, like a special yeah. cinnamon roll core, like surgically implanted to stop it from reaching your heart. And then when you, yeah. whenever you put the core in, it like unfurls all over your body and makes like this shield of cinnamon roll crust all over your body. And you can like fight. That's crime. his power. It's like Lettuce Knight. Sort of. He, he, he creates cinnamon rolls around himself. That's Lettuce Knight. But, but let, I lettuce think he's just like, he's let, like the thing. Yeah. He's like uh, covered in okay. cinnamon roll armor. That could be, that's different enough. Yeah. That is, that is different enough. And he's he, he's let us like, oh, enemy. How about that? Actually, okay, well, great. but yeah, what if just the outside is the crust and, you know, the inside is the cinnamon core, like when he and transforms like the thing. Because he's a bad guy. And he's bad things. But the thing the, and, doesn't and under the armor, transform. under his tough exterior, he just wants to be loved. Okay. Yeah. So could he always be stuck like the crusty cinnamon guy? No. <laughs> like birds so chasing I, him. I do have a clarification about Lettuce Knight. Yes. He... You have a question about Lettuce Knight? You don't have... Lettuce Knight's specifically my IP. I have clarifications about Lettuce Knight. (laughs) Do you... Does he look like a human? Or is he covered in lettuce? Oh, yeah. We don't know that yet. (laughs) I thought... Jace, you can correct me. The idea was that he is a man, but then he can activate the lettuce, yeah. and it'll cover his body like armor. I've always imagined just a man made of lettuce. Yeah, I remember He's that. Like, there was some distinction between what we were describing and then how you were imagining it. Somebody, I think the first episode, we were like, does he have a lettuce head? Like, is his head? Yeah, I thought like, like, like yeah. With the Groucho Marx glasses to make him <laughs> yeah. seem like a person. Maybe uh, maybe the, the, the Cinnamon can be like, like a Dr. Jekyll or like a Hulk situation where he gets in a certain mood and he turns into that and starts oh, going crazy that's like pretty good trucks that's actually pretty good right yeah like what if he's every time he's hungry so it's like a constant stress he's like you won't like me when i'm hungry because i turn to a giant fucking cinnamon roll and i just like could c- demolish Dude, people. that's actually really good and he's in the cinnabon line and he's like tapping his foot he's like oh shit guys can, can i cut in front please i just i need to get in front and they're like no man like fuck off i'm late for work he's like oh no and then like the cinnabon employee looks up and they just see an eight foot tall no an 18 foot tall cinnabon man and he's just like throwing bodies like ragdolls that's pretty you know actually not bad i think i like it john keanu reeves as john wick could just yeah, really easily tie into the deli dudes because he could just like be going for a sandwich, and I think yeah. he has the caliber to join a team for an episode. So a John Wick crossover with the deli dudes would be amazing. His um his bullets I think would fly straight through lettuce night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not enough lettuce to stop a bullet. 
I imagine him just like shooting sheets of lettuce and like gradually slows the bullet down. So it would he'd have to be about like a mile away for the lettuce. Are we to imagining slow down iceberg lettuce or like not like like big leafy lettuce? Yeah, iceberg. I saw, yeah, I thought iceberg because okay. it's funnier because it's like thin sheets, right? Yeah. Like kind of like that goes on a hamburger. Um, I mean John Wick teaming up where he's just like he's like guys they took my dog again. And I need your guys' help at the deli. And the, the, and then, you know, Professor Bread or whatever his name was. The, the bread bowl guy. Who was the bread bowl guy? There was a bread guy. I, no, the bread was guy talks bread? to bread. <laughs> he talks yeah, to he's, bread. Yeah, he's psychic. Was, he, talks was to bread. he also the guy who can find yeah. other deli dudes? Yeah, through the bread. Because he can hear, like, what bread hears around the world. <laughs> and I think that's how he finds out about Keanu. And then, the, like, the Russian mobsters are like, You'll never beat us, John Wick. There's only one of you. And then, like, the mayo man will come through, like, the sewer grate, and he's like, make that two. And then the lettuce guy will kind of, like, like make that three. <laughs> and then uh, there's, oh, there's the salami eyes. And then he kind of, like, he kind of drives his car there. Uh, like, oh. it, with quick draw. <laughs> quick draw. Like a rubber band. And then uh, ball man Wait, just quick. shows up. Why is the rubber band shooter, man, in the place with the guns? <laughs> They're like, quick draw. Thank God. You're probably good at shooting, right? Here's a gun. He's like, oh, no. Uh, I don't want to use this. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to use I can't use I'll a use gun. the rubber bands. I, no, God. This... I brought a whole pack of rubber how, bands. How powerful are his rubber bands? Like, he, he can, well, he's just a normal dude, but he's just really good with them. Like, uh, Bullseye from Daredevil. That was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But, I, so, I have no strength. So, a strong, the most damage you can do with a fleeing rubber band is the eyeball. This is why, this is exactly why he was really mostly... Used for the lobsters. Yeah, yeah. The so it was the one. This one thing. It's the one time they're like, "I know this. I, you're not gonna believe it. I know the perfect dude for this." <laughs> oh, shitstorm! We have. We forgot about shitstorm. <laughs> shitstorm would end the conflict. End every when, conflict. Because when he when he drops in like a SpaceX lander, spraying shit on the ground, it's like, and he like lands, and he's like, "Make that not." And then they've already they've already gotten their cars, Guys? and they're like, "Did we?" Like as soon as. Did we discuss as soon as how, they saw the shit raining? How shitstorm got his powers? Is he was he the yeah, janitor so, in the deli, and then like you know one of those customers comes in that takes a crap all over the toilet, and he like is going to clean it like oh, and he slips and he, he falls. And he, <laughs> I thought he ate like a bodega clam or something. Oh, briefly, the Large Hadron Collider in Sweden um, leaked some of its material. A cow ate it. He ate a piece of the deli meat from that cow, and it opened a portal in the shit dimension inside his butthole. That's okay. right, and the that's portal. That portal opens, and the shit dimension opens. It's a dimension full of only shit. And it comes. We've out. got the the, <laughs> the largest swing from our rubber band hero to literal shit storm. He's a god. Like he would shit ima- a god. imagine if he was a villain, right? Because like he oh. could rule the world. He could just be like. <laughs> You have to give me. You literally have to give me whatever I ask for. Because <laughs> I, I, I will, I will rain shit on your town. Literally, I can do that. I mean, you can have a scene where you know someone's like, "Does it hurt when the shit comes out?" It's like every time. Kind of like Wolverine. The scene Wolverine. Yeah. Then, like then why do you time. use to fly so often? Well, <laughs> it's, it's the convenient. Best I don't like blinds. It sucks. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like he's he's kind of like he would he would be the Captain Marvel, I think, of of the Deli dudes. Oh yeah, that's a really good comparison. In there all the time because Captain Marvel's so OP. 
And so you would have to have Shitstorm kind of show up. He's like, oh, sorry, I was blasting around the universe, saving planets. And, and that's the, that's the plot hole in the new Spider-Man, too. Oh, don't know the spoilers. I can't see. I haven't well, you know seen Spider-Man the, you know yet. what the premise is. Peter is a silly boy. And he's like, oh, gee, Mr. Stark, I can't be Spider-Man. And I don't know. I, I don't know the premise. Like the world ending. Right. Like, that's the whole thing. They don't call in the other superheroes. And at one point, Spider-Man even suggests this. Like, why don't we just yeah. call the other superheroes? And Doctor oh. Strange is like, nah, I don't, I don't really want to. I guess for our movies, we can't have Shitstorm in every theater because some people are not going to like the character. Like, they can't, well, some we can't people have should it not go to our freaking movies. Let's weed some them out people. early, I think. Yeah. So have the first movie be, like, the Iron Man for Shitstorm? Oh, you mean, like, we're starting, we're not starting, like, the Avengers. We're no, starting, like, Iron Man. We're phase one. We're phase one. So are we doing phase one where each individual superhero has its own movie and then they team up for, like, an Avengers yeah, like the Defenders, Avengers, like the CW, DC show, you know, like that stuff. Like, I think people like that. Maybe, maybe Cinema. I think someone more accessible. We got to start with the Meat Hooker. The meat oh, hooker. the Meat That's Hooker's the bad guy, though, hooker. I thought. Yeah. What? No, he's the guy that moves the meat around from the slice in the deli. Yeah. We need to clarify that every time. He, is, he uses meat hooks to move meat around. It's, it's, I think that's that scene with the hooks. Russians opens with him hanging down from his feet from the ceiling, stabbing a Russian yeah. dude through the shoulder. The guy's like, what the fuck? And then he gets pulled up into the darkness. Like oh, Batman. That's a good scene. Yeah. yeah. The Where meat- are you? <laughs> it's like, I'm over. I'm, 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 I'm here. It's, uh. Oh, I'm, I'm just right <laughs> above you. I'm holding your guy. Uh, Hello, I, I don't want to pregnant meat you. Uh, this is where I work. I'm in the meat freezer all day. They call me them. the meat hooker, but okay, it's kind of a just, I, I have a hook. Do you, you get it? It's pretty good. Does he have a costume? Uh, <laughs> I just think a trench coat would be hilarious. Like, 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 the, like the slicker. And slicker man. That's where we came up with it, yeah. That's pretty this good. Is, this episode saying, is not going to make any sense yeah. to anybody who has not seen every single one of our Deli well, Dudes episodes. we recapped the I Deli I think we've been pretty, I mean, yeah, inclusive. Been pretty pretty consistent. consistent. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it would it'd be weird for someone to jump in on the replacements. Yeah. And not have okay, seen a Deli Dudes episode. Let's face it. The person who jumps in on the replacements is going to be a certain type of person. And I think that person's also going to love the Deli Dudes. And they're going to jump in, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to get it on board. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lobster game? What's that? Well, Lobster Hurricane's going to come in where, like, the Deli Dudes are beaten down by the mob. And they're like, you can't beat us. And Keanu's like, no, but I know who can. Yeah, but and then that's can. when the, the, the lobsters, I, I guess, fall from space and then just just No, help. that's the third lobster. They crawl it's out the, of the ocean in the first one. They're flung out of the ocean in the first one. Oh, I thought flung, they were okay. invading. Oh, fuck. Okay, I thought the they were irradiated hurricane. by the hurricane. It wasn't. There's six movies of the Lobster Wars. Then there is when the lobsters come out. Then they get blasted into space. And then there's a couple movies where they rain down from space. Yeah. And I feel like it's an easy, another scenario. Here's another, <laughs> yet another city where they get <laughs> lobsters. It's where the lobsters are like space debris. And it's like a whole movie yeah. like Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lo- Nothing's different except the lobsters and the space debris. Sir, we have 900,000 floating lobsters uh, circling the Earth at the moment. It's about to hit the ISS. And they're, they're trying to think of, like, technical ways to get around the lobsters. Yeah, shit, yeah. The shit to that is, and I think we might have talked about it before, l- literally a nut or a bolt mm-hmm. traveling around in orbit, if it touched the ISS, would it blow yeah. the whole thing to absolute shit. 
So yeah, nine thousand lobsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No satellites anymore. If you had that many lobsters <laughs> in space, but thankfully, they'd be perfectly like, cooked reentry. Thankfully, they're it would be pretty rare for their orbits to line up unless they're on like the exact same plane, right? Depends on how many lobsters. I was thinking it depends on how many lobsters are out there. But yeah, also if they're one, yes, you're if right. They're Geo or Leo, they um. Since it's 900,000 lobsters blown up there by a hurricane, I think they'll have enough spread where I think they'll yeah. hit most things and then re-enter. So we have that established. That's pretty good. You guys excited for the new Batman movie? Yeah. Yeah, when is it coming out? Coming out March 4th. And, uh, it's good timing for our bat season. Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, make a prediction. I mean, first of all, it's a three-hour runtime, so we have that for the new Batman that's coming Holy out. Holy shit. Um, I'm predicting maybe a low 80s Rotten Tomato score. Certified fresh. Maybe eighty-two percent. I think, just judging by the trailers, that that's gonna be my take. Are you I think just I'm addicted like to it. predicting? Is that what's going on? I'm addicted to predicting because this is our future prediction episode. Prediction addiction. Like, yeah, we're on the we're on the the, the prep use of a uh, no prep precipice. Prep use is the tip of a penis. Precipice <laughs> of a great moment. Um, I'm gonna say that it is. What how, what was the Rotten Tomato score on first of the Christian Bale Batman's? Oh, Batman Begins. Let me let me see. I think it, I think it did pretty well, right? Rotten Tomatoes is probably it's, really high. Eighty-four. That's 84. solid. I think solid. it's gonna swing of for the like fences, Batman and it's gonna mm-hmm. take it over. I think it's gonna get a ninety-three. Wow, ninety-three for the first three-hour Batman movie. That would be incredible. Well, I think you might have some like. I think Chase might be right, just because it it sounds like it's a big swing. Yeah, but at this point, you might get a lot of like comic book superhero movie fans who show up and will just like the movie no matter what it's not like it's look i feel like kind of when batman begins came out it came out in like an era where this has to be somewhat of a normal movie to like be liked by a lot of people right yeah but it's it, pretty iron man defense like the uh comic book fans can be the biggest haters in the world too uh well yeah it'll again, have some it'll have some troll reviews i don't think paul dano's been in a movie that's sub 90 percent around oh Tomatoes. my god that guy's so fucking good and he's the Riddler in this movie. So, like, it could, it could hit the 90s. There. You got Alfred Circus. Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus is Alfred Pennyworth. Alfred Circus. This is dad. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's not as good as his son. I would have thought that there was still some hesitancy to go to movie theaters. And I was completely wrong because Spider Man No Way Spider-Man Home opened up with $260 million. Dear God. Oh, the new Uncharted movie's coming out February 18th. I'm secretly um, hyped for that. Are we just that, talking about which I'm not, I'm not, coming out I'm now? I'm not secretly oh, hyped just, for it because I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped for you're, it. You're hyped for it. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be uh, fucking terrible, but it's not going to be Tom Holland's fault. I'm, I'm going to see it, though, because <laughs> I, I love the Uncharted games. Uh, Marky Mark's in there. He's like, we got to find, find the artifact. Tom Holland, we got to find the artifact. What are we going to do? We're out here in the Aztec ruins. <laughs> Oh, gee, Judge, gee, Mark, how am we going to get out of this one? I'm young Nathan Drake. What do you mean, guy fucking, how are we going to get out of this one, Nathan? Has anyone got anything? <laughs> no, I was, I was just seeing how long you could do it. <laughs> I could, I could read that. It's like, Nathan, we got to. <laughs> it's like a dungeon master having to role play between two non-player <laughs> characters. <laughs> Denali. We got to find the, the golden pie, papaya gotta find the golden papaya oh gee mark shouldn't we not take it i don't i don't know if we should be here mark what do you mean we're not gonna be here 
we supposed to, we came here all this all this way to get the Bagulam papaya. Yeah, they're they're blending together. I I, I look. They're gonna meet a convergent if we. Good. There, there was one sentence in there as Tom Holland yeah. that actually sounded really really good. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I it's hard for me to act against nothing. Like I need something. I need something to well, act against. Well, this is like, your bit. One of you so guys. Kind of. One of you just can you guys at least step up to the plate? Like Jason, I'm tired of talking actor. about what movies yeah. are about to come out. I started reading I was, a new acting book. Oh, what's it called? Tony Bars acting for the camera. Okay, give, give us give us something from Uncharted. I'm flying the you plane. Do you want to <laughs> jump out now? Damn, that was so good. Oh, gee, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should jump jump out. What are you talking about? It's just a plane. It's just a plane in the air. What's your name, pilot? If you don't jump out now, you'll miss the golden papaya. Oh, gee, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. Wait, I, I think that's that's too uh, that's that's too much. Uh... That's too much Morty, I think. I think I'm just doing a Morty. Which is kind of... Oh, gee, Rick. It's your... You went yeah. straight for a pretty American accent for Tom Holland, which kind of... Sh you think he's going to go British? I think he's going to go more his own accent as opposed to the... I would hope that he does, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird that we've I've really only been uh, subjected to him in an yeah. American English accent. He's like, oh, good day. I'm going to steal a golden papaya. Yeah, I'm Nathan Drake. I'm Nathan fucking Drake. Ryan? What's your Nathan Drake? Ryan? Hello. I'm from London. I'm Nathan Drake. You got any treasure over there? <laughs> Nathan, you got you to gotta keep your voice down. What? There's, there's Who is that? Is that the queen? We're oh, supposed to be Queenie. stealing treasure. Oh, Stop. fish and chips, Nathan, please. Queenie. Would you want a We're pint? Gonna... Have you had your spot of tea? That's good. This is Uncharted. It's going to be good. Not offensive at all. Not offensive. The, the games are literally him dropping into like South America and just like shooting all the people. That's like, I, and I'm wondering how they're going to handle this movie. Like, is it going to be other, like other British treasure hunters that are going to be shooting at? Because like in the games, I feel a little uncomfortable sometimes where it's just like, Oh, I'm the only white guy. I'm shooting Imperial, all these It's like literally like imperialism. <laughs> it's yeah. literally, yeah, the British. Maybe they shouldn't have picked Tom Holland to play It's, it's like Uncharted. By yeah. what? By white people? Like, we've lived here for 30,000 years. This is like, this is our home. There's entire we have a fucking cities. city. We have government. We have written language. What are you talking about? Charted. We want to see our charts? We have the internet too. Like, people know. Like, how, that looks like Gabagoo to me. I don't know what that. I don't fucking. I don't fucking read. You think I look like a guy who reads? I went to school in London. <laughs> That's like one of the funniest things is that when the like when the pilgrims got here, one of yeah. the one of the people who greeted them had been to London. <laughs> one of the one of the natives. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I know who you guys are. Yeah, he was speaking like, English to them because he uh, <laughs> had been to London. Oh, great new country. You guys fucking idiots? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, it's uh, funny. yeah, guys, what's up? I'm Joe. <laughs> we left London because they were persecuting our religion. We don't like them over there. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, we caught the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like Jesus, right? I think it's funny how Tom, like, I read that Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet are, like, they're the only, like, you know, the, the new hot young male actor right now because there's not a lot for some reason at this point in time. Um, that I think they they're, they're, they said they they compete for the same roles. Like I heard, they were both in the running for Willy Wonka. They're like Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland. 
And like, I, I think that, w- that was also the case for Uncharted and for Dune. And, you know, they also have that like Zendaya connection. She's the love interest between both of them in separate movies. And I just, I feel like, do you think they hate each other? No, I like, think they're buds. You think they're buds? I think that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything extra outside of Dune, really, or yeah. about Timothy Chalamet, about his personality, so I can't comment. He's great, and don't look up. Oh, yeah, it's he's, fucking hilarious. He's great a lot. Like, when they audition, are, are they both, like, having him read? Like, Timothy Chalamet's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read this thing, and he's like, oh, gee, I don't know what to do, Mr. Stark. And then, you know... Tom Holland goes on, and he's just like, "Oh, I can't be the Quetzalcoatl. Tataraco, jeez. Oh man, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to take over a planet. You kidding me? You know, your your child character voice is surprisingly good. Does it, it sound like Tom Holland? No, yeah, it's very, it's very Morty. <laughs> is it very Morty? Damn it! I keep going Morty." How am I? Okay, look, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like a Hollywood Spider Man. Here, the, I gotta have the Tom. The Holland. thing is, it's not the. It's not the yeah. voice. You're just sinking the into the Morty idiot. The idiosyncrasy. Shit. The right word. You're. Yeah, you're saying OGs. Oh, you're falling in the OGs, oh, oh, Rick. Oh, oh, gee. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. So, what's what's something he says definitely in Spider Man? Hey, I'm Spider Man. Hey guys, I'm. Oh, jeez, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> oh, I did it again. <laughs> I don't think I should be Spider-Man. Oh, that was... Huh? Is that something? You started kind of the... The, yeah. fir- the start of your sentence was kind of like teetering on... Oh, if you, yeah. if you got rid of that, that line yeah. was yeah. nearly perfect. Oh, hey, hey, MJ, hey, MJ. I don't think I should be Spider-Man anymore. That's not bad. I, I'm Peter Parker. I'm uh, amazed. Are you, your butt your, this, are you clenching your butt? Are you doing your coach's technique where you're butt clenching coaches? your butt right yeah. now to get this high? I, I, I am a little bit. I've been taking a singing class. I haven't said that on air yet, but I've been taking a community college singing class, vocal performance through Zoom. And I've been practicing. I, I can do some voices. And briefly, Timothy Chalamet. Um, I'm, Sp- oh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm, I'm f- fucking Spider-Man. That's Timothy. Again, I've never heard cool. him talk in anything but <laughs> the two movies I've seen him in, so I'm very confused. My chin's so pointy, guys. It's so pointy. One time someone fling a beach ball at my face, and it popped because it hit my chin. I, I hear the, the, the wind whistle when it goes by my cheekbones because it's so sharp. I'm a sharp man. That's why I couldn't be Spider-Man. It always tore the mask. Should we talk about the movie? Yeah, I think. Yes, please. I think God. we need to talk about the movie now. It's been an hour. <laughs> We've spent an hour on worse content. That's <laughs> why I love these Mordic episodes because the only the other one we did was Leprechaun, and had the same vibe where we were like, I just, it's you don't have the bullshit of the day floating around, so it's just like fresh, also slightly still waking up brains. I don't know something about it. Ryan, you have the synopsis for the replacements, the movie oh, do? that we haven't talked yes. about. Okay, so it's my turn for the synopsis. Uh, this week, as we probably mentioned, like, what, an hour ago? <laughs> uh, where we watched The Replacements. It's a movie, apparently. Um, About mints. <laughs> stolen mints. <laughs> Replace mints now. You ate them all. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> From 2000, aka the 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 peak of <laughs> the dark years, <laughs> comedy, the dark ages, the social dark ages. 
uh, starring Keanu Reeves, of course. Let's not let's not get that confused. And Gene Hackman as an old man who got paid a lot of money to be in about four scenes that were, that were all shot on the same day. Let's be very clear. <laughs> and uh, Brooke Langton is an actress that I was not familiar with. Um, and a few other, you know, character actors that are a football team. Okay, let's get this straight. They're a football team who comes in to replace an actual professional NFL team uh, when when the players' union goes on strike in the NFL. So the the movie, the replacements. This wasn't. This was not overtly clear. You know, there was not like a lot of expository dialogue. They are scabs, essentially. That's what you would call it. They're filling in for workers who are on strike. And the workers are just playing professional sports. Because this is a thing. Uh, that's pretty much the plot. I am not joking. That's the source <laughs> of every bit of uh, strife. Keanu Reeves plays a washed-up, never-was quarterback who famously flubbed it in the Sugar Bowl and did not get picked by an NFL team back in the day. So he's... Uh, literally taken from the boat this is not this is not a this is not like a, an appropriate joke he was taken from his boat to the yeah. to the field and he plays football um a bunch of other funny players who like they each have one quirk wrong with them right because this is the whole thing it's like you know this guy oh this guy's funny because he's not white and uh this guy's <laughs> funny because he's a different type of not white person and we're just yeah. gonna make jokes over and over about the fact that they're different. whoa okay you're not wrong but <laughs> hey, you're supposed to like be a giving a <laughs> neutral, neutral review, review um, of the movie to those are things that happen though those yeah, are things those are things that, that literally happen. <laughs> They're like, look at how funny not white yes. people are. Yeah. Okay. So saying yeah, exactly. the, the movie is about a football team yeah. is enough yes. to talk about the players yes. okay. before we rip on yes. it. Yes. And then uh, Keanu Reeves meets the head cheerleader who's recruiting scab Uh-oh. cheerleaders. Is this, is that am I right that like the cheerleaders also went on strike? I think they so. should because she said they get paid fifty dollars a game. Yeah. Like they should at oh, least get this paid. Is, it's, real yeah, life like, might be worse than this game, man. It's disgusting yeah, what they go through. So, I get why maybe they would go on strike as well. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves falls in love, of course. And uh, yeah, they do surprisingly well. They win a couple games, and the rest of the movie is about about the team playing football, playing ball. And guys, don't forget pain heals. Chicks dig scars, but glory lasts forever. All right, nice, uh, nice, nice synopsis. Uh, there's a lot probably to be said about this movie. Uh, have you guys? First of all, have you guys seen this before? Like, is, yes. is this all fresh? Okay, I think fresh take for me. I think yeah. it's it's fresh enough for me. I might have seen scenes from this. This might have been one of those on TV at three yeah, in the afternoon TV, yeah, movies bit, yeah. that maybe Middle I saw school. some of. This was something that was on FX, I think, once a month for a while. And probably I've seen bits and pieces. Like, um, I specifically remember the, like, uh, I Will Survive jailhouse scene. That was, like, something I I remember seeing a few times, which I I enjoyed that scene. Uh, To talk about Keanu, this movie, a bit of a weird part of his career, right? Like, this is post-Matrix. He's 36. And he's playing a 25-year-old football player because they said he flubbed the 1995 Sugar Bowl. 
This was in 2000. So play some, like, what, five years out of college? He was 35 in The Matrix? Yeah, he was 35. He was born in 64? Looks great. Looks fucking amazing. Yeah, how did his hair get um, so long? I think this was a year after The Matrix. Yeah. Wow, I didn't put that together. Wow. Yeah. And I was looking for the wig, Jace, because I was like, also like, okay, this dude, but the, but it, it looks his real. hair grows. It, real. it looks great, great fucking yeah. hair in this movie. Um, he put on twenty three pounds for this role. He's trying to he's trying to bulk up a little bit. Let's, uh, look, can we talk about that a little bit, or should we yeah, wait for the meter? Go ahead, go ahead, right? Oh, yeah, man. No. yeah. Homie hit the gym. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. <laughs> he looked great. Yeah, and he was he was thirty six years old, I think, in this movie. And I didn't, you know, like I I don't know if I uh. I don't know if I would have bought it if they were like, and here's 24-year-old Shane Falco coming. But, like, he looked like someone who is weathered. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I do have a note about this, yeah. too, where, like, normally, at least maybe post-Matrix, he sure. plays an older, stoic, kind of, like, a wise figure. Mm-hmm. And in this, I guess, in a way, he's wise. But he's supposed to be the young, you know, incomplete person who is mentored towards success. And I thought yeah. that was really funny. Because within the last, you know, few years, he's playing things like Johnny Mnemonic and, uh, you know, other really absolutely ridiculous things. Even in The Matrix, he's like the he's the student. Yeah. No, I it, it, it's I think I just think it's a, it's a strange role for him because I think he's just a tad, I think, a little too old for the, for the type of role he's playing. Even though if you, if you take everything away, it might fit. But like, it's just. I was kind of scratching my head. I'm like, what is the age range for these guys? Because they all seem like they should be in their 30s and 40s, which seems yeah. too old for... They have to be, number one, they have to be a successful sports. actor. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They need to not be... Because that's the thing. It's like, if you're in their 20s, you can play off a high school student. Yeah. But in this, they're post-high school. They're adults. But they're supposed to be like... You they know, be old men. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, you have to be old enough to where you look like a 20-year-old, I guess, which in Hollywood, that's in your 30s. Roundabout to this... I mm-hmm. sent a message to you guys saying that you should watch um, Coda. Coda. And in that movie, the main character, the, the, the lead role, she's 19 in real life. And in the movie, you see her friend and you're like, that's the gross miscasting of somebody that is much older because they're seniors in high school. Really? Her best friend is like a 26 or a 27 year old in real life. And you can, oh. it's like the, <laughs> the same situation as this. I didn't, I didn't, I, I did not know that Keanu Reeves was even 36 when he did the matrix, even though obviously yeah. linear time has passed since he was in Bill and Ted in the eighties. So, um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, this is that middle period where he seemingly didn't age in a significant way. Like I can tell he's like, he looks a little different, but it's like, it's, he could be cast, I think comfortably in a lot of different age ranges for a long time like now i think he's reaching the point where it's like okay he's in a little bit of the like maybe legacy stage where he's going to be more the mentor um, where he's like you you all know who this is you know he carries the baggage of that i like the Um, stoic introduction of his character because it feels like what we're used to now where he didn't really care about going back to football it's like i just want to drink a beer on my boat dude and that is such a keanu vibe like it's uh it's very zen he's scraping barnacles living the simple life and even when he, they come up to him they're like he's like i'm retired fuck off can we talk that intro was scene like, yeah. was yeah i forgot about it until just now the introductory diving scene where he dives under his boat and scrapes the barnacles and then finds the football trophy which was it his 
Yeah, I think it was. His name yeah. on it, <laughs> which was strange. Threw it overboard, yeah. <laughs> and then he plays football underwater. That was one of, I think, the most creative shots we've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like, it was more creative than anything in Speed. From I like think a, I had a different... From, like, a movie writing yeah. perspective, right? Like, Speed is just like, okay, we gotta shoot this elevator scene, and we gotta shoot a bus yeah. scene, and then we gotta shoot this big train <laughs> scene. And this movie, they're like... We don't have to do this, but you know, like this has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. But that's exactly what making a movie should should do. It's not just like you yeah. shouldn't only shoot essential things. You should also shoot things that like make you learn a little bit more about the character and about the world. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, intro. I think my notes was like, why is this scene here? Like maybe maybe just for me, like I thought it was kind of a goofy. Yeah, if this was like, if this was a two and a half hour long movie, you'd be like, get this scene out yeah. of there. We need to cut yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, not, not not the not the worst thing in this movie. Like, I mean, if I think it's one of the only all, okay, okay things in this movie. Now that I yeah, think about I it, it makes we, he threw yeah. his trophy overboard. He was done with football. And then if there's actual any actual character development yeah. anywhere at all, it's literally just Keanu in this comedy movie, and that's probably the yeah. only thing about it that is okay. Well, sure. I mean, if we're talking positives, yeah. we can say that. And then uh, a great cast. You know, you got Gene Hackman, you got Orlando Jones, John Favreau. Uh, who, who, who else is it? Oh, there was uh, Keith David, randomly yeah, as a Keith throwaway David character. Had a small the role. Arbiter himself <laughs> with two lines. They hi- they hired the dude who did the voice of the Arbiter, and he was in what? Pr- was was he in? Uh, he was in a couple of John Carpenters, wasn't he? The Thing. He's in The Thing, yeah. He's in. Um, they they live. Uh, there's something about Mary. I have okay. I haven't seen that one. Uh, but they had a lot of killer actors in the in in this movie. David Denman uh, was Andy from The Office. Was was uh, is Brett Cullen Two Face? Way to to bring that back. The no, the, you're thinking of uh, yeah, very. He's similar just looking. he's in Batman. He's in, he's Batman, in Batman Three. Yeah, because um, the guy who plays who plays Two Face in uh, Rises. Uh, Eckhart. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, because he we we talked about Aaron Eckhart because he has the reverse Ben Affleck chin, reverse Ben Affleck, and it yeah. could fit in his other chin. I was they saying that the chins could fit in together. I think we talked about that in the paycheck episode. That's like one half Good of cast. the Da Vinci Code. As soon as you put them together, it's going to be a yeah. message that's written across their faces, yeah, from the profile, and that's like yeah, to a to uh, I don't know where I'm would, going with this. Some treasure, it would, it would some say, uncharted. Uh, it would be like make a sequel to the Ben Affleck Batman. This is, movie. This is another Cat Six uh, prediction. Um, they will both end up at the Super Bowl, and their chins will collide, and the oh. field will open up, and a mighty golden statue will arise from uh, days days gone past. That's the only one that I that I yeah. want actually to happen. I, I do want that to happen. I think at least a Super Bowl commercial where they're they're both eating Tostitos. And like, hey, you ever notice our chins fit together? Want to make out? It's not. It's just the chins, man. Like, you know how the Tostitos fit together? They're like, they fit together. And you know what else fits together? Our chins. What fit yeah. together? Our chins. No, the. What about the to- Tostitos fit together? Like, are those the cone ones, right? Uh, yeah, there's, they make the scoops, don't they? They make the Tostitos scoops, and they they skip. They fit together. Oh, what? You know, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to market here. Like I'm are not like chips a marketing with, like, yeah. I think he's saying they're bowl shaped. They're bowl shaped. They fucking stack. Oh, right? like they, they stack. stack. Yeah. So like one side of the bowl is Aaron Eckhart's chin, and the other side of the bowl is Ben Affleck's <laughs> Denali, cavernous butt chin. You have a direct contact yeah. with someone who storyboards commercials 
Dear yes. God, write that up and pitch it. Get us on set for when it happens. They need the checks. <laughs> we also have like, two people from the new Spider-Man movie in this movie. In this movie? John, really? Yeah, John Favreau and yeah. uh, Rice Ifons. However you spell that? The kicker. He's in it? Yeah, he's the lizard. He's the lizard? He's a lizard. Whoa. He's Dr. Connors? Yeah. Huh, that's an interesting choice. Reese Fons, the Welshman. Is he from Wales? I couldn't tell from the movie. Um, from from every scene, being like, yeah, I'm from Wales. I fucking kicked the ball and chased the chase. Also, it it makes a lot more sense watching this movie now as yeah. than a child because I didn't know what Wales was for like until yeah. a year ago. I still don't know what Wales is technically speaking. Besides, yeah, the place. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's a place. It's west of London, it's, and they get really it, mad when you mix them up. Like if the UK was a person, the Wales is like the belly. I learned about it when we watched Bloody New Year, and I learned that's where that was filmed. Yeah, we it's, shit it's on Wales for <laughs> the Welsh don't like our show. Yeah. That's already been established. But the English like it because we don't like the Welsh. Except for so maybe the it's, London it's a bigger market voice thing. Oh shit! Like that. Yeah. yeah. See, it's it's a trade off. Some they don't like some. <laughs> uh, people from Cornwall like the show too. Yeah, Scots probably. Scots, they they like the show. Yeah, uh, John Madden yeah. too. John the Madden's in the movie. Yeah, one of the big homie like, in the it, sky though. Yeah, he was drawing like those diagrams, like where he was like scribbling all over the page, and he was saying like the the Maddenisms. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, they always say in football, uh, don't do something great if you can't handle the congratulations. And like, do they do they say that? He's like, yeah. Like, that's that's such a John Madden thing. I feel this movie might have like the most amount of actors and people in it who have passed away from the movies we've watched that's kind of a weird note really? to make but um i know that uh michael telefero ac onamine john madden we watched we watched a lot of old movies like i think probably more of those one of those people yeah that's true maybe which ones confused we watched the oldest movie we watched was probably what from the 80s maybe bloody new year no that was days of confused days of confused from the 90s what? Are you, are you oh, that's right. Ben's in it. It's just set in the seventies. See, I get the I I I'm, I really am the market audience for movies because I can't keep them straight. Even Bill and Ted, which okay, so is Bl Bloody New Year's the oldest movie? I think eighty one. I, so. I think that's the oldest we've gotten so far. I've well, I guess Halloween was that year, yeah. Yeah, I think that is the oldest. We got to go older, man. We should be watching movies from like the the twenties. Well, we're like, watching people that are in their forties now, dude. Yeah, that's true. We should just, you know, when we do a Robert Redford season, I think we can kind of hit those older ones. That's going to be a huge season. Robert Redford season. Uh, uh, there was a scene in this movie, speaking of positives, where, where Brooke Langton, who plays Annabelle in the movie The Love Interest of Keanu, uh, she's like, she's working in the bar. You know, there's a bar scene where, where it's kind of a little electric between them. You're feeling a little bit of romance. Oh, will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? And she's kind of wiping the table, and then she knocks a glass over, and she's like, oh, dick, sorry. And she picks it up, and he kind of keeps going, kind of rolls the punches. And in that moment, I was like, oh, that's good improv. And I liked that scene. I like, I like when people improv. And that reminds me, Ryan, of when you said that in, in high school. Like, I think I, I mentioned it before. Like, we were watching Of Mice and Men in high school, in, in like, sophomore year, in, in class. And there's a scene where this guy in, in his, like, house... He's like an old man. And he's like, oh, I always like that. And he like knocks over like a bunch of cups and shit. He's like, oh, no, jeez. Oh, and he like puts it back up. And he's like, anyways. And you're like, oh, good improv. And I looked it over and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> because I didn't think about it in the movie. But now every time I see someone knock over a glass, I think about the improv. 
are you talking to me yeah yeah you said that you're like oh good improv when he like picked the glass because he acted with the scene he's like oh i'm such a frail old man I'm not do you remember moments of your life in this amount of detail yeah it's completely selective because i have no fucking clue what you're talking about <laughs> Was this in, uh, what, what was this, in English class or something? Yeah, it was in English class. Probably Mrs. Taylor's class. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That was fun. You guys like anything else about this movie? Uh, physical comedy in it was actually great and well choreographed. Like, the actual, the football scenes from being a football fan, from watching football, Yeah. while there were some missteps, they were actually, like, like one of the worst things is seeing a player, I mean, in any sport, even playing ultimate is seeing somebody get hurt, especially just like Frisbee because it's a, you know, it's for fun. We're not, we're not getting paid. So watching somebody get hurt is even worse when you are talking about somebody whose job is on the line. So there was a player in the movie who was washed up. He had his first year and he had a significant knee injury and he was taken out of the league and he's one of the replacements. And through this whole comedy movie, one of the scenes that I jived with the most was he scores his first touchdown and he told Keanu that's all he wants to do. He says, I want to score a touchdown in front of people before my jersey's put away forever. And he yeah, he gets it, he gets a sick play, and you're like, it's one of the times in the movie where you're like, Yeah, go, go, go. And he tries to <laughs> hurdle over somebody and they really like show it like the impact, like boom, he yeah. gets hit in the knee. And uh there was a significant payoff from the introduction of his character. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, Jace, you might have, I think you might have touched on my main theme for this movie. Like if I had to watch this movie and then say like what I would learn from watching it, if I'm not just doing this for fun, I would say that um, setting up characters uniqueness and giving each character some sort of like overarching purpose to be in the movie. Like this guy, obviously you just perfectly explained what his purpose was. But it didn't come off like that for like maybe the casual viewer who might not be paying too much attention, right? Yeah. So like a little bit more focus in that moment about like, oh, remember we had this conversation in the past? Don't you like, you know, reminding the viewer, oh, yeah, that's right. It's the same guy, especially because like we just yeah. talked about, they're, they have helmets on. It's, it's hard to recognize each, each individual person. Mm -hmm. And like in some ways this was written in where, oh, these two players don't like each other. Maybe there's a race thing going on between the two players. And by the end of the movie, they're pals. Or, you know, remember how they flipped the guy's car over and over and over, and then the two guys show up, the teammates, and they're like, we're good teammates now, I'll help you out. Th that sort of thing was written into the movie, but it wasn't executed very well to the point where by the end you're like, oh man, you know, this is great, I love this movie, it's such a feel-good story for this reason and this reason, they all have their second chances, you know? There was a couple moments where they were like, remember, this is your second chance, this is a redemption story. But like, apart from the characters literally saying, this is my redemption story, nothing about the filming of this, of this movie told you that it was a redemption story. There was no focus on that. It was just like sometimes people would be in the background of the movie having their like moment. It was and you'd be like, level for a yeah, you're like, oh, is that? Oh, those guys back there are friends now. I, it's so it was really strange. Yeah, I, I get what I get what you're saying there, too. Like, it, it seemed like everything was was spread out. and They didn't focus in like they should. Uh, but, Jace, I do agree, like the football scenes and some of the payoffs, I think were entertaining. Like I was at, towards the end, the last football scene, especially I was invested. 
I was like, oh, I want to see how this shakes down. Like, because yeah. I know it's going to shake down, but I still want to see it. Um, if we're getting into criticisms, we can begin that portion. Mm -hmm. I think this this movie was written by an 80 year old man. It's just like all of the jokes are not all of them, but a lot of the jokes seem to be kind of race based or like, look how funny <laughs> this culture is. Um, a lot of the jokes are like, look how sexy these ladies and how horny these guys are. Um, there's a couple jokes where people sexually harass a female reporter and that's supposed to make them lovable. Oh, look how crazy these guys are. And that, that stuff, I think, represents, an. we said this earlier, kind of an ugly part of American culture, I think, especially in the 2000s, especially now. And it's also bullshit anti-union propaganda, I think. For this oh, movie as well. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, so this, that's the thing, too. It's like... yeah. This movie could be like, 100% could be made right now. Like you could remake this movie it, yeah. and change almost nothing, but yeah. just change the tone of yeah. how <laughs> everything is presented and you could keep almost every single joke. Like even let's say, even the insensitive race jokes like yeah. Now, if you remember we talked about this a lot of times, like it's all about how the audience perceives the characters. Mm -hmm. when, when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, okay, the movie thinks that this guy making the race joke is funny. Yeah. Like now you could make this movie where the person making the race joke is un insensitive and he's outcasted because he made this race joke. Like the same with the sexual assault in the locker room. Like, yeah, it could be like, hey, that's not OK. You know, this is a different world now. Yeah. 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 And like the audience would be like, oh, that's right. OK, this guy really should not be doing this. Right. But when I'm watching this movie in this in its world, I'm like. <laughs> I guess I should. They want me to laugh at this, and yeah. so I think the the you guys did a really good job pointing out the the union part too, right? Because the owner is in our world, twenty twenty two. We would we would call him a boomer, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's got big boomerisms, big boomer takes about how yeah. the next generation is always entitled. And I'm literally a billionaire, and these people are whining. Over, over millions, one million dollars, and therefore their babies. Yeah. So that's the thing is like that that could be presented right now in a way is like you freaking tone deaf, you know, billionaire. Just give them the money. Like <laughs> you're helping these people yeah. out. Just give them the money. Like yeah. But in in this movie, it was totally like these guys are in the wrong for wanting better pay and more rights. Like oh, so it in a way I don't hate this movie. Cause it's so that's, close. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, go ahead, Jace. I was gonna. That was the biggest thing for me at the very beginning of this movie was that, in light of the fact that the NFL and NFL owners take millions and millions and millions, up to billions of dollars of money from regular Americans, and then they're like, well, "Why would this guy who's putting his life on the line, who can play football for three years, want an extra yeah. few million dollars?" And it's kind of crazy, even for us. It's like from having the step from taking like a normal person's salary to an athlete's salary. Those people, as crazy it is, they're not going to make that money forever. They might be able to switch into commentary, but they're also destroying their body. This movie was in 2000. I have no idea if the concussion, yeah. I think it was in the late 90s that like we started paying attention to concussions for athletes. But they talked about that multiple times for Keanu where he's like, oh, he got three concussions in one game. Yeah. That, they somebody, they're going to be fucked up when they're care. 50. Yeah. I mean, now I don't think CTE was in the lexicon until like just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and TBIs 
and in light of that jace because they they mention how many concussions he got and then throughout the movie he gets like seven more there's scenes where his is like his head's ringing and he's like trying to struggle to get up and as someone who suffered from a tbi that fucked me up for like a year and a half like that was hard for me to watch it's the same reason why i cringe when i watch football still mm-hmm. um and in that sense when we talk about you know players rights and workers rights seeing this movie where they're like ah it's just a concussion walk it off be a man and like it that i think that also it was another aspect where i was like fuck like um but that's interesting what you said ryan about changing the tone of this movie is i think the perception's totally flipped you know you could have like a, a more of a, a pro workers rights type of movie where where the bad guys are flipped um easily but i don't know if people would root for the replacements team in that case like i don't think we would be like yeah go keanu's character who's a scab and is like undermining this really important cause um maybe if well, they made right. all villains or like you know yeah i think from this that perspective you could make it like that's the character arc where you mm-hmm. start at being like what the heck is this guy doing like i mean i really don't like this guy and by the end you're just like he just needs a paycheck Homie yeah. lives on a boat and scrapes right. barnacles for a living. That's the, that is literally yeah. the dichotomy of it is that less than 0.1% of people who grow up in the United States who think that they could make it big and play sports end up not playing. How many colleges in the United yeah. States are there where there is a quarterback who tries to make it in the NFL and then doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Hear that NCAA? Pay them. Pay yeah, up. Pay you. If you're yeah, listening, right. NCAA, pay up. <laughs> Fucking pay him, dude. A lot of these uh, dudes. I getting... know. So, yeah, I, yeah it's Jason. That's actually funny. I know a guy who uh, went to high school with him. He was our star quarterback and then went to college and ended up being on like the training team and for an NFL team and uh, was the star of our high school and like was pretty good, played at a big college. Like in California, like a really big college. And then, uh, you know, barely, barely, barely made the, you know, 120 person team of like a bottom barrel NFL team. That's yeah, that's so strange. Like, you know, the the levels of fame and and the money in the NFL. I think we've had this conversation on a previous episode, maybe during our last Super Bowl episode. Um, about like how maybe the best position is like a third string quarterback where you oh, make yeah. a solid middle income. Like you get like paid like 300, 400 grand a year to just kind of warm the bench. You're not and getting maybe, ass blasted. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, you got to throw a couple of, you know, a couple of passes or whatever. And by then your team's already fucked. You know, who cares? Like it's not your, <laughs> like that would be the best team. Like, and in the, the worst team. case scenario, you're trying to be Tom Brady. Yeah. That's literally his origin <laughs> yeah. story. Right. He was like, wasn't he like a third string or something? He yeah. Was and like... Bledsoe got hurt, like literally in the middle of a game, and he had to come in and just absolutely like turn into the greatest player of all time. They were like, like, have you been the goat this whole time? And he's like, yeah. Also, this is, fuck the scouting department who was just sitting this dude on the bench. That's a, I mean, that's another issue too yeah. with coaches and, and favoritism. You see that in this movie where the owner of the team who shouldn't be oh, making yeah. any of the calls because his team has literally not been to the play. It sounds like they haven't been to the playoffs in a very long time. Is like, we have a team full of replacements, but I want you to play the quarterback that I pay a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, you don't know shit about football, do you? Yeah. And they made that repl- that replacement replacement the original quarterback the one who's like quote-unquote the spoiled millionaire they made him so irredeemably bad that i couldn't believe him as a villain 
And he only was asking for $8 million, guys. Are you kidding me? Eight yeah. million, like, and, and not like eight million increase, eight million total. I think from seven million to eight million. Like, and he's the best quarterback in the league. He's the be- he's two Super Bowl champions. He's the best in the league. And he's making eight million dollars. Like, are you kidding me? There are fifty million dollar NBA contracts right now per year, and yeah. like, I think football is the same way. But like, man, even with inflation, that is a paltry sum considering like what they put their bodies through, or just considering the profit. Man, give them more. Yeah, consider that, that's like, the thing. It's, it's really yeah. the, profit. the profit. And like, yeah, and like, th- I've heard this from people I respect. I'm like intelligent people who i consider friends like why the hell do they complain they get paid so much money i don't think it's right that they get paid 20 million dollars this is back when it was 20 million dollars and like yeah yeah. um do you understand how many hundreds of millions the owners make yeah there there are some people on their ass yeah who yeah who their only source of income is the team that they own yeah eat the rich everybody that's that's yeah eat the rich That's the new replacements. Like at the end, they uh, they just they overthrow the society. Yeah. The I had something to say in there. Um, oh, I just wanted to wanted to throw this. I think there's a lot of. I think this movie was done wrong in the way that it was a comedy. In a way, a lot of the jokes that landed on being racial were now. This whole movie is a time capsule to the 2000 vernacular. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely. Um, and a lot of the jokes, I sent you a message about one. It was just like, you get caught off guard. There's an yeah. interesting, but also there's a very interesting conversation that almost happened. Like you had this character who was racist towards Asian, Asian mm-hmm. pretty much all Asian people, right? Yeah. And uh, at, by the end, he's friends with the Asian man that he was discriminating against. Yeah, but there's never like a moment where he's like, "Oh man, you know what? Now I see this. <laughs> now I see yeah. the error of my ways." All he says is, "Hey, we're friends now, right?" Yeah. So, there, there, it was so close to you because the, sometimes when you want to set up a character in this way, the first scene, which is almost exactly to how this scene happened, except there was no like Bing moment. He said the first character would say, "Oh, you're a this." And he's like, no, actually, I'm not. That's a racist thing yeah. for you to say. I'm actually this other thing, and it's, it's racist for you to <laughs> mix the yeah. two up. And then by the end of the movie, there would be some callback to that conversation and have the guy be like, and make that distinction. Yeah, that was... But the that never happened. It, it just... <laughs> oh, yeah. I think what, Director what didn't was care. really offensive was the audience would probably be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that's right they are all the same ignore the person making like correcting you because the character keeps on making the mistake yeah i mean totally like it was missing that particular scene because this happens in real life too where they do become buddies because of shared circumstance um but the the sense of understanding is never reached so then it becomes like well i'm not racist against asians i'm friends with one like it, then it, it can right. easily translate. Even though his his opinion, well, there's Never no changed. evidence that his opinion yeah. or like his knowledge of the matter has changed. Oh, totally. Yeah, and it's 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 something I've experienced to some extent. Just because you know I'm half Korean, I get mistaken from for a, a lot of different various Asian races. Like you know, growing up, people are like, "Oh, you're you're from China." Like they just say it to my face, you know. Or I've had people just straight up call me a Chinaman. Like growing up, yeah. and like you know things like that. And then, you know, I become a lot of friends with a lot of these people just because we're growing up in the same space in the same small town. 
Um, and a lot of these people don't change their views on Asians. They don't change their views about like how I feel when they make certain comments about Asians. Uh, and, it, and it becomes the same issue where you just say like, see, I'm friends with one of these. I'm not like, I don't have any problematic views, but there's no reflection. Yeah, and I think that's indicative of the movie. So yeah, this movie was, um, there, was there was moments, I think, that may, I, I may have enjoyed. But I mean, it was, it was sparse. And this was actually the first movie that like Amber walked out of while while, while we we're watching together. Really? In the Keanu season, she was like, "I'm I'm out." I wanted to walk out too. Like I think, especially a lot of the comedy too. If we just look at it from obje objectively, like a non, uh, you know, we take take away like the subject matter of the comedy too. Like I think some of it was kind of like kind of hacky. I think I saw like a lot of the punchlines come like 30 seconds before they happened. Um, and Absolutely. I was kind of dreading them a little bit. I was like, no, don't go there. It's the easy joke to make. And they, they make it. Um, the dialogue, too, was just bad as well. Like flirting between Keanu and, and the um, Annabelle was also very strange. It, it, I didn't really believe it. Um, there were other aspects of this movie aside from the content, I think, that were lacking as well. I guys, I oh, yeah, uh oh, uh, uh oh. I didn't think you were going to say any of that stuff. Well, let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I think, oh, man, I'm loving the Keanu yeah. season a lot more than you guys are. Oh. <laughs> uh, I really like this movie. This is a, apart from all the problematic things yeah. that are in there, there's obvious problematic parts that I don't like and I wish were out or done differently. But, like, yeah, a lot of the jokes worked for me. I, I did see them coming, but I don't care. I, yeah. I like sometimes I like it when I see a joke coming because then I'm just like, yeah, I can relax. You know, I don't have to like be thinking 100 percent of the time. I'm like, oh, he's going to say this or like, right. I can maybe look away for a second or, you know, take a drink or something. It's, it's a good I had a beer in front of me. Yeah, of course. That's, uh, that's the, you know, the yeah, that's, that's <laughs> headspace. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Uh, I liked watching this. I enjoyed watching this movie. And to, to take it back a step and realize that this movie is made to watch just and have fun. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not, you know, it's not a new Adam McKay movie. that's a comedy, but it's trying to make a social message. <laughs> I, and I don't like the style of the thumbs up, thumbs down, like critique, like binary, like popcorn movie kind of critique uh, analysis, but it's hard to really hate on it that much. I liked the flirting. I don't know why <laughs> you said you didn't like it. I liked I liked uh, Brooke Langdon and Anna Reeves, I think, had good chemistry. I honestly I honestly think that I yeah, that's fine, dog. I mean, you know, other people's got different. They're, they're going to have different opinions, different experiences. Yeah, Jason, wait, wait, uh, what do you say? I realized that in the lake house that Sandra Bullock was you know, lead actor as well. Um, and maybe I think his chemistry in this movie, no, unfortunately, no. was was better. No, <laughs> and I don't know why. I'm I've been I've been trying to psychoanalyze this. I was like, is this? Yeah. Do I have a problem? Am I? Yeah. Do, am I? Do I? Have, I think I might have issues. But like, their their scenes while shorter together, and some of them being like really sappy and kind of like weird, like the like looking at her for you know, like 45 seconds on a field while you're supposed to be playing football are just totally like, oh, 2000s comedy movie, sappy love yeah. story. Like their actual interactions in the bar and then in some of the other scenes, I was like, huh, okay. 
I liked her character. She had actual football knowledge. Like one of the major issues of this movie for me was they kept being like, oh, that's why girls don't play football. And it's like she was like she was like one of the biggest things that can be an issue for, I think, people trying to get into a hobby is people gatekeeping and people gatekeep women getting into sports all the time. And it's like Yuri loves football and we talk about football a lot. So the her being very knowledgeable and like multiple times being like Dallas offense is playing zone defense. You can pick them apart out there. You've got a really fast receiver. I was like, eh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and then like some things too, it's like she was never really appreciated except for by Keanu. Like there, there's an alternate form of this movie. That's really good. Yeah. Like there, there's an alternate form where like she gives them coaching advice and that's implemented in the game besides just through Keanu or like she's head cheerleader but like also there's this whole network of cheerleaders who provide like day of scouting information which kind of happens but it's that's never like paid off right where like uh she actually is a vital like she's a vital piece of the team that like they need her scouting information from other cheerleaders across the league and like that could have been so cool where I did like that she had a second job and was this like blue collar because that's very true to life, right? With these cheerleaders who have two or three other jobs just to make ends meet because they're paid nothing. Yeah. And I think she was a good character in an imperfect world that's hostile towards women <laughs> in both real life and in the movie. I think the movie was hostile towards women too because the, oh, the yeah, girls don't play football yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was just like a thing that kind of Keanu affirmed later. And they're like, yeah. And Ugh. then like, her the first gag too with with Annabelle's character was about how terrible of a driver she is. Like there was nothing in her character to indicate why. Yeah, be there could have been a oh, joke. Fuck, I forgot about that. There could have been a joke that was like she's really good at driving. So that's why yeah. she's driving like this, or like she's just a crazy driver rather than just bad. Because she's not an insane person. She's not the type of person who would be impatient or trying to rush. Yeah. But literally, she gets in the car. She's like, you want to ride? And he's like, yeah. And then she's just like one finger on the steering wheel, like getting almost getting into like 80 accidents. And he's like, oh, geez, the woman's drive. Like it was that that was the vibe and of that scene. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, that goes into the actual movie writing, though. Less so my enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, but I, I agree. Like, I think yeah. she had interesting aspects to her character, like wasn't quite one dimensional. Like she had a background something to get invested in that's that was a storyboarding for this they wrote down the characters names and then they tried yeah. to give them a few plot points and then they were like that's too much throwing a shitty um, joke yeah she's a woman so let's put a bunch of woman jokes in here let's see next guy uh, asian guy he's gonna be a sumo wrestler he's gonna be uh, put a bunch of asian jokes anyone got asian jokes they're here all right sweet yeah, i think We've they got- just put like they just put like a <laughs> old crotchety white guy yeah. And they're like, they just showed him headshots of the different people they're thinking of casting. <laughs> and they just, hey, it's like, okay, give us your joke. Like, word association. Yeah. Oh, Chinese man. Oh, black guy. Oh, yeah. woman. Hey, so I do want to point out that um, whether you guys know or it even yeah. matters this, that Ace Yonamine played a sumo wrestler five years later in Memoirs of a Geisha, which is pretty cool. Oh, I've seen that. That's neat. This he, was... he, I mean, he's he has the build like he's he's huge like he's a huge man and r.i.p also the egg eating scene yeah. to me was fucking yeah. hilarious because <laughs> i regularly eat before i go play yeah. sports and then halfway through I'm like why did i do that <laughs> why did i do that boiled eggs sounds like the worst 
speaking of Jumbo, like who, who's his character, um, there's a scene where he gets the ball and you know he makes the touchdown. Like, how viable of a strat is it to give the ball to? Unfortunately, right now it's illegal. It's illegal to give he someone else. He would only the ball. be able to have. The only reason he was able to get that ball is because it was deflected yeah. in the air off of a defender. I think okay. is it well, still legal for it to be defender? I thought it had to be a, an eligible receiver first. Oh, I don't know. There are a lot okay. of weird l- how about line of scrimmage rules that I don't understand. Instead, we we instead of get, making it getting running backs who are you know fast and and strong and really fit, like you get a really really slow eight hundred pound man who can't be tackled that easily. It's like a tank. And have them run the ball. Yeah, the problem is the other team has literally seven of those dudes that weigh 400 pounds. Oh, no. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll hound them. Getting bigger really doesn't yeah. help, unfortunately. Because <laughs> what if we just keep making bigger guys? Like, until they're like 2,000 pounds. And you have two 2,000-pound guys eventually just smacking this it. Is, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the reason most <laughs> people are dying. Very. This is a bad sport. Football's a bad sport. Football. 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 Yeah, we should review. Get a review. We should wrap this up. Which is a lot. Uh, uh, Ryan, through, you got through you the got meter. Woof. All right. So, to, okay, the keyonometer. So, just to rate Keanu's performance, I think this is going to be easier than the movie meter because I have some moral decisions to make on the movie meter. But, uh, yo, your boy Keanu can bring it. Like, it might be pretty much the same movie if you replace him, right? But he, uh, he's, he, he's identifiably Keanu throughout the entire movie. And I like his, like, kind of, uh, you know, lone wolf attitude he brings to this, you know, scab quarterback. I really liked his hair. Oh, God. That was he's great. Busting out the speed physique for a second role. Oh, man. There's also a half second long clip of him just going, oh, that I really, really, <laughs> really liked that I had to rewind to watch. What are I, you talking I, about? <laughs> in the, okay, so I actually have a video of it, but my phone doesn't make me, or my phone doesn't yeah. let me make a clip shorter than one second. Right. When they're singing in yeah. the jail, for some reason, like, oh, it just yeah. shows him and he goes, oh, <laughs> and it's amazing i'm gonna give keanu an eight hmm. all right i have almost no qualms with him uh a little bit lower for the fact that he has to wear a helmet takes it off a lot um yeah i just want to see that hair boy i just want to see it show me it show me them locks or make it long enough to where it comes at the bottom uh nothing else to say it's keanu reeves and he <laughs> plays a quarterback in a football movie yeah. <laughs> that, might, Solid. that might be all you need to say. Not many word need for this movie. If it was actually him, can we look up if it was actually him underwater? I heard most of this movie was their own stunts. Because if it was actually him underwater, I That's might bump cool. this up. That's yeah. It probably was him. Like he does he's known for just doing it. Like he's probably like, train me. I'm not gonna let somebody else do my stunt. Yeah. You can Chase, go ahead. What do you think? I'm, yeah. I'm what do you think of that? Um, I'm going to start it at a baseline. And um, pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. Do you know, do you know how many syllables that is? At, no. It's 10. Okay. Oh. Oh. So 
I'm not going to give it a 10, though. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, um, I, I do think... I'm, I'm getting to this point where I feel like um, Keanu's reaction to stimuli in, in most movies, besides maybe speed, is about the same. Really the same. It's the, the stoic kind of... The one face. Um, not to say that I don't enjoy the way that he acts in these movies, but uh, really the, the acting performance kind of felt no different to what we might've seen in like the lake house or some of the other, the other movies around here. Um, so love the hair. He finally has a, like a Matthew McConaughey style entrance where he's like running onto the field and it makes no sense yeah. why the fans are blowing. And he's just like looking <laughs> sexy. Um, hair, kick-ass entrance. Uh, did we get a woe? We got a, ah, yeah, that I don't sounds think we like. got a woe. Did you look for that? Yeah. Oh, man. I want to give it pretty high, but I don't know if I can go with I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Seven, seven yeah. for Keanu. It is pretty solid. I think as far as his performance and what this movie was and what it could be, um, I like how he I like how he acted. When he got his truck flipped and he just is like, okay, whatever, and he walks away and they say <laughs> some shit and he just like waves yeah. behind him. That seems like a Keon, like what he would actually probably yeah. do. Oh, and actually, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to bump it up to an eight because there's another really Keanu thing that he did. One of the things that Keanu Reeves does when he's in movies and he wants another actor to be in it is he takes a huge pay cut. And he took a really oh. big pay cut on this movie so that the coach could be in it as well. Gene Hackman? Yep. Oh, shit. And you know what? I respect that, and I think if I had been paying attention to it sooner, I might have looked it up and uh, been given points on the meter to him when he does that, but um, I'll go with an 8. Or maybe right, I should have given him a 6 and it should be a 7. I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's fucking okay. know. Hey, it's, it's in the record. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for my keyonometer, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of things, because like, I agree with you guys. Like He had a great Keanu hair. That's always going to be in the, in the meter. You know, just like Matthew McConaughey, it's it's part of his his whole deal as, as an actor. It's like it's part of his look. It's why you you hire the guy. He, uh -huh. he has a vibe. Um, and also in regards to that vibe, he was stoic, like we talked about. He was wise. He he was he was a chill guy. Um, but you can tell he was weathered. Like there was there was aspects about him where he's been through a lot, and and he can bring some perspective. But he still's got a little bit of fire in him. And I I think I got that from the role. I think we're we're um in a phase of Keanu's career where he's tipping in that direction. He's kind of tipping outside of the, oh, I'm an immature bro, and I don't know what's going on. And now it's kind of more into the wise, you know, kind of the older, wiser Keanu that we know and love in the second phase of his career. So I think it was a decent casting. Where I'm going to dock him a little bit is that this was a little weird of a role for him. I think it's supposed to be for a younger guy, um, someone who's supposed to be in their mid-20s. I think that's a strange casting for him. Um, I also don't think this is quite a Keanu movie. Like, it's not a Keanu movie in the same sense as, like, I think, uh, Matrix or, or um, John Wick is, because it's more about the team. It's not, it's not going to be like, oh, you like Keanu Reeves, you're going to like this movie. It's going to be like, you like this movie because you like football and all this other stuff. So I think I'm going to give it a six. It's a, it's a decent showing the reeves man okay like he, he's definitely there i also liked you know he's a gentleman in the movie like a lot of actors especially matthew mcconaughey and ben affleck let's face it they play like creepy weird horny dudes when they when they're with the female counterparts and you know he played it like pretty respectful i think 
like he, he didn't really cross any shitty lines like he was reading her like you know her moods and stuff and like taking her signals in and backing off when like she didn't want it you know to, to anything to do with him uh i i like that aspect of keanu i think that carries over in his movies i don't think he's ever like creepy or weird where i'm kind of like oh don't fucking do that so yeah i give him i give him points for that i like i think the above a five the, but, uh, the, the, the all thesis all good, yeah that we just really like Keanu Reeves. I, I fucking love Keanu, dude. I do. I think he did good in the movie. Like, I, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like, we just like him more than we like these other guys. Like, the other guys were punching up because yeah. they're kind of weird assholes yeah. in real life, even. So it's kind of just make fun of. Him. But like, Keanu's, just, I don't know. When's he ever been really a villain? Yeah, he can do no wrong. I think in my head, like, he can literally just have a movie where he's just like. <laughs> totally phoning it in i think i would still defend like dracula i think i even defended him a little bit i was like it's not his fault how dare you he was a better quarterback than he was vampire hunter that's for sure crossover yeah Yeah. you have a quarterback who turns to vampire hunting and throws the stakes throws the stakes and they're like the vampire's running away and he's like go long and he oh. throws the stake like 80 yards you could the guy's chest. put a stake in the football and have a, a pointy end oh. coming out of the bit and he could just yeah <laughs> put laces on a wood carving or something like when he throws it hard at that guy's head except it's a vampire's head yeah yes dude add him to the deli dude so, yeah football football court was what's his deli thing though it's steak but it's just spelled incorrectly it's a st- <laughs> what's the movie meter uh okay so let's get back to maybe critical world i guess right this is where i try to take on more of like a critical tone i still have no clue how to do that with this movie right because there's so many things that are wrong about the way this movie presents itself i don't think that the person behind the camera understood that the people are expressing bad opinions (laughs) like you should you're if you have this opinion that this character is espousing you are a bad person i don't think the director subscribed to that belief which makes it hard to watch which might make this you know irredeemable and might make it controversial i don't know how to hold that against i guess i'm not rating keanu anymore so i can hold it against the movie right like uh, I still enjoyed watching it. I think the actors did fine. Like Jace mentioned this point, the, the actors are doing what they're doing. You know, they're just making a football movie. They're told to say these lines. I don't think that any one of them was a really, really bad. Um, my favorite was the guy who was deaf, who's played by the actor most, no, most known for The Office. He's Pam's boyfriend, former fiance or whatever. He was amazing. Like, he did a really good job. Like, selling the deafness, he did a little bit of, like, sign language and, like, trying to work with the able-hearing people. Yeah. And there was a little bit of a, how am I going to work with a deaf guy? You know, jokes. And there was, this is the one thing I think, right, where, like, Keanu Reeves told the bad guy, hey, don't talk to my deaf friend like that. You know? Like, it's up for him. Uh, I think that's the one character that was really treated right. Well, maybe as right as we can expect of 2000. Gene Hackman did all of that legwork, right? Where if there was a maybe disenfranchised or 
maybe a discriminated kind of um, demographic represented, then Gene Hackman was the one being respectful, you know, and was saying, uh, we have a Japanese person here who is very big and he's very good at football. Just, uh, you know, kind of just take him in. And then everybody was like, oh, sumo boy. And like would yeah. be really racist. <laughs> and but then Gene Hackman would be like, oh, this guy's Welsh. You know, he's he called himself wiry. Uh, he's not that strange. He's just from Wales, just treating like a normal human being. Um, and with the deaf guy, he said, learn sign language to the, to the coach. But uh, maybe Gene Hackman was supposed to be some idiot liberal, right? <laughs> the other people he clashed with in the movie are like, we already talked about this, like the owner, like they weren't, in the end, they weren't critiqued hard enough and they weren't redeemed. So where does that put him? I don't know, man. I like this. I like this movie. I just, I, I can't explain why I liked it, despite those things I just said. Like, the Ocean's Eleven recruiting scene was amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, do that in more movies. Every movie needs to have an Ocean's Eleven recruiting scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with John Favreau, where he's just like this insane psychopath. John, he killed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, with all of that, my biggest gripe was actually the amount of music in the movie. Almost every single movie, it's not montage, but like almost every single scene has this like pop soundtrack where they just Dad chose rock. the cheapest song off the royalty charts to, to get, and they just played it over the movie. And sometimes it didn't make sense tonally. Sometimes it turned it into a montage. Like, just please just actually make the plot, you know, make sense. Don't just like put everything behind a stupid pop rock song oh god it is i don't know what to say i'm gonna give this movie a five. <laughs> Woo! wow i just i i i burned out there because i realized i was just griping and not, <laughs> not making good content i think this is a dad rock movie i mean or this, dad, is, yeah, this dad is a dead core movie. movie for sure dead core comedy about a dad rock yeah. yeah and it's about flip it's about meatheads playing football like you know <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna come out right of the gate and say it i'm gonna give it a four because I enjoyed watching it. And there were moments where I was invested. Um, but there's enough wrong with it from it being a 2000s time capsule and like things that I think if you edited it and you gave, you, you changed some of the jokes, movie could be like a seven or an eight. Um, but again, with these movies that we watched from the 2000s where these things were rife and all over the place. I loved when John Madden uh, commentated, I think over the bar scene. Oh, with yeah yeah when, yeah when he's making the move when he's making the move um between keanu and brooke so i i don't have much more to give it than that um there was a base level of enjoyment that i got from watching a sports team do heroic things <laughs> and then the physical the physical comedy as a part of the actual football scenes um john Favreau being absolutely crazy the coach were like i need that ball i need the ball he's like you need the ball we need the ball i get the ball <laughs> like every time he was on the screen i was laughing my ass off because he was just doing something absolutely insane that i would never expect from him but yeah still just like four four it's a weird movie it's like i i yeah. would i would be like i enjoyed this but yeah, it's a it's a weird movie in the Keanu collection too. Like it, it's um I'm trying to think of like a, a Matthew McConaughey movie because I feel like this is more of the Matthew McConaughey wheelhouse. 
where we were we were watching comedies yeah where we were like fuck i don't know like, we, we were struggling to kind of put our finger on uh how we actually felt about it or in trying not to like impart our modern sensibilities on it but i think to an extent we can if we want you know because we're modern dudes we're gonna watch this fucking movie like yeah it's day of all days yeah yeah day super bowl days. sunday weird this this movie like Man, I, I, I really, I, I said this earlier, like, I, I, I really struggled with it. This movie is made for somebody, you know, I, I think people with different experiences, and, you know, of course, humor is, is of course, like, people respond differently to different things, like, but that, that somebody is not me. Like, I, I did not connect with this movie um, to really any extent, like, I, I think, I, and I'm about to get overly serious about the dumb comedy we watched, but I want to at least communicate why I had such a negative reaction to it, because I think after this movie was shut off, I was actually in like a bad mood for like a few hours um, because like I think it represented at least in some part a lot of aspects that I dislike about society and our culture not to get clickbaity but like toxic masculinity sexism casual racism anti-union shit casual sexual harassment for comedy like things like that really frustrate me on a daily basis um, and it kind of like watching a movie that really reminds me of that stuff and making it a comedy where it's like, ah, come on, like, don't be so serious. Like, we're all just fucking around, like, you know, that kind of shit. Um, that kind of pushes me over the edge sometimes. And maybe I wasn't in the right headspace to watch something like that where I can just shut that off. Um, but I think it just, it kind of just, not only did I not enjoy it, but it also kind of soured the rest of my, <laughs> the rest of my evening where, where that's, that's going to hurt it for me. Um, the comedy, I already said, like, it didn't, it didn't quite work for me. Those aspects, I laughed like I, I did straight up. But um, when when something when the jokes are too easy, I, I, I shut off like I'm just like, this is this is lazy. I wanted to tune out. I think within 20 minutes, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this movie, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Like, I didn't want to hate it. Um, I've had people recommend me this movie, too, throughout my life. Uh, I am I am like a fan of Keanu Reeves movies like I always want to like him. I think I liked him decently in this role. Um, but it's where I draw the line is when it's like a comedy that I think is somehow harmful <laughs> for society. Like when I could see someone watching this and being like, see, it doesn't matter if you have all these shitty ideas and views uh, if you played football. Um, I also think the ending fell a little flat for me, just from a plot standpoint. They're like, sure, all these guys have to go back to their shitty situations. This guy's got to go back to jail. He's b fucking broke. This guy, his life sucks. But we all played a good game, and that that sticks with you. You have this great one day memory. Go back to your shitty fucking lives, and we're we're gonna keep underplaying these players. And I think that also just soured the movie. I was like, Jesus! Like I, I so I, I I don't think I connected with enough things to really push it over the edge. I'm gonna give this movie a one, and the one is because I connected with at least the jailhouse scene. I thought that was a little fun where they're kind of singing together, but it, it, it was a little, I, it was a little hokey. Like, man, there was some a lot of cheesy shit. Uh, this, is, this movie's not for me. If it's for you, don't, don't feel bad. Listen, don't, don't feel, you, know, you don't have to feel bad. I watch a lot of shitty comedies, okay? Like, this isn't the shitty comedy for me, but it's a shitty comedy for somebody else. This is, I, and this, I don't know yeah, that yeah. I would recommend this movie. I've, yeah, I, right. yeah again, like, I enjoyed I it, but I agree with... <laughs> yeah, I think... I agree with everything you say, right? And yeah. I, don't, I don't even have the same perspective, right? Because I think, in yeah, a way, yeah. I'm the person... I most closely represent the people that it thinks are laughing with it. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't knock you guys for... Because, like, you know, 
Right. I no, totally. No, totally. <laughs> there, there's, yeah. And I don't like those things that are problematic course, about it. I don't, right. Yeah. But I, that's, that's the surprise me that it's not low. I think it's fine. But it's like, yeah. I, when someone has that opinion that's that different than mine and has legitimate concerns, I'm, I kind of try and go back and reevaluate my outlook on things. Whether this is talking about yeah. movies or <laughs> <laughs> anything else in life. So I'm trying to think, like, I how, also... would, how would someone other than me feel watching this movie? So I wonder how Julie felt. And you said that Amber left. So yeah, I, wonder, she... I wonder what that's like. Amber walked out, and I think what kind of pushed it over the edge, and I, I can't really speak for her, but, like, there was a lot of woman jokes, like, yeah. stacked over and over. And I could see where it's like, you get that your whole fucking life, and, like, you're going to just have this movie just shove it in your face and all these bros laughing and shit. Like, that's... You know, and just the few Asian jokes kind of set me like it just triggered all these memories of like like middle school, high school, people asking me if I'm from North Korea, if I'm a Chinese agent, like all that shit. Like I'm like that just soured my movie experience. Um, and I don't think I'm being overly sensitive about that either. Like that's just like no, why I put that either. in. Yeah. Like you know, so that's and I should also say I'm not like the biggest football fan. I enjoy sometimes watching football games, but I'm not like a football guy, and maybe that's why. Another thing, like if I don't have a football connection, maybe that's going to be lower for me. Like, that's yeah, I until okay, let's uh, until a month ago when I went to the game in person, I hadn't watched a football game. I think in like four years. Yeah. So I I kind of agree. I I have way fallen out of favor with football. I think it's just not up my alley anymore. And I think part of the reason is when I think football, I think basically this movie or at least the opinions that are expressed in this movie i I, yeah. I associate bad things with it and it's coming along too slowly it's definitely extremely popular and extremely conservative still and uh that's kind of the issue for me i do like wings and i like eating a bunch of garbage or you know buffalo and, and dude buffalo wings oh my god yeah thank god those buffalo wings <laughs> and football like yeah okay whatever that's like peanut butter and jelly if it can be buffalo wings and all the garbage and you get, we're all just watching like like a chess tournament or something or something nerdy yeah that, dude like, let's get we'd all enjoy more i think that'd be hype have um, you watched like a, a chess tournament i've never watched Finale. it i just feel like i'd like it i like they can games. be like four hours long it is not exciting to watch all right <laughs> let me pick a more fun thing uh the, the, i don't know man like literally anything else one thing about and the thing about chess too is like it's so yeah. rare for an individual game to matter I picked a bad example, okay? I, no, 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 uh, no, 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 it's fine. No, it, it's fine. It's just like, that's one thing about football. Football is curated. Yeah. Specifically with like intent to Blood have sport. the most things matter as possible. Yeah. Right. So like they want every single play, every single game to matter. And that's why it's so, let's be real, that and the violence and the misogyny is yeah. why it's so popular. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's other sports that are better for designing a sport for fairness and like rewarding skill and rewarding the better team. Football is not that. Football is like a 100% spectator sport. You never know what's going to happen. Football is also like mostly legal challenges, I feel. I feel like it's, I, I remember like when I first football game I watched, I was like, why is it like 90% dead air? Of like, whoa! Just think they stepped over the line. Let's let's get up. Let's talk about it. 
well like, that's Shit. by design as well yeah. Yeah. like that's literally to get more ads in you know this is a bad sport man like I, when i watched a basketball game live i was like this is way better like way more like more dynamic like i you know anyways i'm just being a football's for getting fucking... drunk and scrolling through your favorite t at your favorite internet thing to look up to the screen and yeah. be like whoa cool play and then go back down anyways <laughs> Did you guys see uh briefly there was a there's an Allstate Sugar Bowl fanfic on this like on the official Allstate Sugar Bowl website where they kind of do like um you know they they highlight certain players from the past they're like oh Drew Bledsoe and they, yeah. they kind of do a thing about what he does his whole life they actually have a page for Shane Falco and they play it totally straight and they really? actually like, talk about his life after the the events of the replacements where and is they're this? like yeah like it was it's on the Allstate Sugar Bowl website but you can just type in what happened to Shane Falco after the replacements. Uh, and they're like, yeah, after the game, you know, he had some financial success. He uh, invented the Footsteps 2000 underwater treadmill. Uh, it's a standard equipment for a lot of uh, professional athletes nowadays. And the Falco 3000 is about to come out. And then they, they go through and they're like, yeah, this guy got out of jail and became actually a police officer. And this other guy, I, we haven't heard from him. And, like, it, they actually did like a full on uh, canon like <laughs> retelling of what happens. Just a little treat for your replacement fans. You shouldn't be replacement fans. You shouldn't be replacement. <laughs> you have fucked here's off a treat, you. though. <laughs> here's a treat. <laughs> we made you feel bad for being a replacement fan, so here's a treat. Uh, this but, is like but, a guilty know. pleasure movie at its heart. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, I'm enjoying this thing because these things don't affect me. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. This is your guys' Saharas. I gave it a no, four. No, this is not my second. It's not. No, 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 no. You guys, do not, do not put that evil on me. You guys love racism, and you know, you guys did oh, it on camera. And, uh, <laughs> you guys love. We gotta redo uh, this episode. No, no. <laughs> we yeah. actually spent a majority of the first half of it renouncing the fact that it was racist it. and sexist jokes. Yeah. I liked so, when the uh, evil people got punched in the face and the eggs being funny. thrown up on the field. That was funny. <laughs> the replacements, guys. Let us know what you think. And we we did talk off camera about what we want to do next episode. Hopefully, we... because I just want to. Yeah, yeah. What Let's movie is it? I don't care. Just okay, somebody uh, say Point what. Break. Point Break, fellas. Are we gonna end on Point Break, or are we gonna just do Point Break next? I thought we should end on Wick, unless you guys have a different idea. Oh. Because Wick is like the the new you know, era. Yeah. yeah the, the, the new era. Yeah. Let's do Point Break. Yeah. So so PB then JW. Stand out the mm. season. Fuck yeah. Okay. Kind let's do it let's it. make this peanut fat. butter All and right. jelly witch peanut butter jelly wick peanut butter jelly wick peanut butter jelly. uh i'm psyched i haven't seen point break we're fucking watching it next week join us next week for point break oh jace where can they find us you can find us with an easy google search mm. good yeah. boys yeah. come bland you can Woo. send your fanfic mm. gbgb podcast at gmail.com DJ Khaled! <laughs> we the best! <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at GBGB. Shit, if I don't have the page open, I can't do it. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. You can probably type in Good Boys Gone Bland, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. Instagram and Twitter, you just find us. You find us. TikTok, find us. Spotify, find us. I got really drunk when Michael was here, and I went Spotify? down to my local bar owned by a guy named Rick and yeah. was belligerently drunk and i was like 
he was listening to music on Spotify. This is probably like 10 yeah. minutes before close. Michael and I were the only people in the yeah. bar for the last four yeah. hours. And I was like, oh, hey, I have a podcast here. Let me type it in for you. <laughs> Um, and he played our podcast in, in the bar. He said he was going to listen to it. I don't know how oh. or when he was going to facilitate that or if he was going to listen to it in the bar. I hope he doesn't. Babe, mm. Let's give him a shout out. What's his name? Rick. Rick. The owner shout of Uber Rick. Tavern. On Uber Aurora. Tavern. Bob Rick. On Aurora. Rick. Go check out his bar. It's cool of you to... Yeah, it's cool of you to let Jace play. We have not investigated party. Rick's past, by we the way. We haven't. He well, Rick's, Rick seems was like a nice one guy. of the yeah. first people. You know that German brewery off the highway in Alaska, oh, yeah. the German oh. yeah. alehouse? He was one of like the first people to source them beer in the in like the 90s. Huh. He's a he's a beer pioneer. He's from Portland, so he's probably okay. Oh, he's probably a cool guy. These are these are checks. Yeah, these are these, these are, are green. These, these are green yeah. signs. What's up, Rick? Feel free to play our. Uh, you know, we give our permission, like tr no trademarks. You can play our podcast whenever you want in the bar, like just when people are hanging out. Just maybe go on the microphone and be like, "This, this is not for for children." Oh yeah, that's the one thing too. Like, what kind of bar is it? Oh, it's children classic. cannot go in. It's a tavern only. So twenty one. Yeah, is plus. it one of those children bars? <laughs> well, no. Sometimes it's a restaurant bar, right? Yeah. Where you don't have to be twenty one. Not that place. No, like Chuck Red Robin. Yeah. 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 Chuck E. All right. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Uh, and as always, is there an as always? Can we? Uh... Boo ball! Boo ball! Boo ball! Boo ball!